In the A to Z of things unseen, N is for names of God, or perhaps non-names of God. I'm Rabbi Naftali Brower. I'm an Orthodox rabbi and writer. As a child, I grew up in the Hasidic tradition. Hasidism is a, a 19th century Jewish spiritual revivalist movement. And in the Hasidic tradition, one is on intimate terms with God. And in fact, for me, Father in Heaven, or in the Yiddish Tatinyu, which is the diminutive of Dad, really, was probably the name that was foremost in my mind. But as I got older and began to study more, I realized that names are merely the means through which we as human beings can try to project some human notion onto the ultimate infinite, which is God. And while that's probably a, a more realistic and refined way of thinking about God, I lost something in the process. That intimacy went. And it was very, very painful. And it took time to regain. But I did regain it. In the Hebrew tradition, there are many names of God. And these names are used interchangeably in the reading of the Bible and particularly in prayer. The tradition is that each name represents a certain attribute of God. The name El, for example, is a name that represents grace or kindness. Elohim is a name that represents severity or judgment. So depending on how God is depicted, whether it's in the Bible or whether it's in the liturgy, different names will be used in different situations. So Moses is wandering in the wilderness. The tradition is he's following this lost sheep and he's going for days and days, and then he encounters a burning bush, which is paradoxical because the bush is burning, but it's not being consumed, which already is a little indication that something very transcendent is going on. And he discovers very quickly that he's on sacred ground because God speaks to him. And God wants him to go and tell Pharaoh to let his people go. But Moses is more concerned in the first instance with figuring out who this God is. And so he does what any of us would do, which is he says, who are you? What's your name? And this wonderful response, God answers him but doesn't answer him. And he says in Hebrew, eyeh asher eyeh, which is very hard to translate, but it means roughly, I am what I am or I will be what I will be. Professor Arthur Green, who's a great contemporary professor of Jewish mysticism, says that God is essentially saying to Moses, you can't pin me down. Whenever you think you've got me, I slip out the other side. You cannot capture me in a name, so don't even try. Once we start using names, this is already a human quest to try and relate to certain manifestations of God as they impact or relate to our lives. But the sensitive theologian never mistakes the name for the real thing. So to give you a sense of the limitation of a name, the great 13th century work of Jewish mysticism, the Zohar, has a very intriguing reading of the first passage of the Bible. Now, the first verse of the Bible in Hebrew, Bereshit bara Elohim, is commonly translated as, in the beginning, God created. Now, God is already a name. But the Hebrew is kind of ambiguous. And it can be read, 
the way the Zohar chooses to read it, in the beginning created God, which is very counterintuitive and almost blasphemous. But what the Zohar means is God is a creation. God is a name that is already a manifestation of the absolute infinite, the beginning of all beginnings, of which there is no name. And you can hear this program again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.